Welcome, everybody, to our third Ask Us Anything session where we answer the questions that you have for us about our characters, about us as players, or about the game in general. Um, I think that's about it. We can just jump right in. We have a bunch of questions from Twitter and some questions from our Patreon followers. Half of our Ask Us Anything is going to be available to the general public, which is what you're listening to now. The other half can be found on our Patreon patreon.com slash slay the stars you can find all of our past exclusive amas there as well as tons of other behind the scenes information and fun little tidbits now first question comes from mythcraft rpg that's at quasi real house on twitter what has your favorite npc been and why either of you can feel free to go first like in character or just us in general? Either. Uh, huh. The answers are the same for me. Really? Because mm-hmm. I don't... I know, here's the thing. I know for sure Char's favorite person is not Del. <laughs> <laughs> Even though mine might be. <laughs> um, I really love Mila. Like, oh. super love Mila. Um, but also... Um, Oh my god. The druid? Yes. Kai. Thank you. Holy crap. They're my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) They're my favorite. I don't know their names. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, they're they're thus far my favorite. That's pretty fun. I think my favorite NPC... (sighs) I, I really do like playing Dal... Del is really fun to be because I am a chaos goblin as well in real life. But my favorite NPC that is currently serving the story, I think, is Rena. She is really fun. She's got deep motivations. And I think that her arc right now could be really interesting. So our next question comes from... Elderfen, that's at Eldritch underscore DM on Twitter. Actually, there are three questions. They went above and beyond. Oh, God. I love this person very much. (laughs) Number one, what are your go-to sources of inspiration when designing locations, people, or things for your setting? And I do think we can all answer this because we've all had a little bit of a turn in designing some things here. And for me... My sources of inspiration, most of all, is just, it it all starts with the story, right? For me, personally, I think to myself, like, what is the story I'm trying to tell? And then kind of the, the locations, the people, the things, they all start to fall into place. Like, if I want, you know, C to happen, what do I need in A and B? What kind of place do I need? What kind of situation do I need to put them in? What kind of people would put them in that place to get them to C? Um... So, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, push and pull, poke and prod sort of situation. I mean, that's pretty much all you do. Um, now, as far as, like, where I pull from, I think a lot of it is, like, Matthew Colville's a very, very good source to just, it's kind of your alpha testing as far, before you even put it in front of players. It's just like, does this pass Matt Colville? Probably not. I'll try again. Um <laughs> But I think it's mostly like, what do I want it to do and how do I get it to do it? Because if it doesn't, then what was the point of taking the time to design it anyway? Yeah. I'm not going to go full uh, 
Mercer and just like build an entire city for no reason. I don't have that kind of time. Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree there. Building entire cities just for fun doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> <laughs> just naming everything in general doesn't appeal to me. Oh, yeah. Mine's all about the vibe, like a feeling. That's, you know, the the feel that I want you to feel <laughs> um like Nailed when it. you when you go into a, a place or a building or you meet an individual um that initial gut reaction and then whether or not I want you to be wrong about the initial gut reaction or if I want you know that this is it like from the from the jump so everything that I do is about a vibe yeah see I'll gladly run an economy sim- simulator but that does not bug me at all like i will gladly build spreadsheets for that shit i've done it before you have yes you do <laughs> <laughs> it's not a <my> job <laughs> all right next question favorite piece of lore that you can share without spoilers mm. what is considered spoilers at this point though yeah i don't know um yeah when is this going out I don't know. <laughs> Let's just say everything we have current for the people up, listening. Up we have recorded up to forty, so everything up to forty is fair game. Um, I mean, okay, favorite piece of lore. So I guess there's probably a couple different qualifiers for this question, but what I'm gonna go with is the thing that still tickles the back of my mind, which is like who I dream about because I only very vaguely know one side of one of that coin like yeah. the other side no idea like still a complete mystery um so those images the imagery um so like I'm gonna say that knowing that I don't actually know the lore <laughs> um but I, I it's so intriguing to me that I'm that I think, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna drop some breadcrumbs here. I'm not going to actually come out and say it. I'm just going to repeat some things that have happened since the beginning of this podcast that I know that people are listening to and slowly picking up on. My favorite storyline piece of lore right now is who Zem and Shar are and how they are connected to the Celestials. Uh, how this connects them to Adria and Lyra, this other plane of existence that we've only vaguely heard of, but who or but which our campaign is currently named after. Um, this is the the nugget that I am currently really, really excited to explore more. But it's still a few more episodes before we get the next big reveal. So that's it. That's it for me, Smalls. <laughs> uh, mine was about who's alive and who's dead, but I don't know if I want to drop that because I feel like it's still pretty fresh, especially having to do with an orb. The orb. The orb. All right. Uh, and last question from Elder Fen. What's the scariest thing about this setting? <sighs> about the setting? Um... I would say that the revelation that there is something 
coming for this celestial hub that even the celestial beings themselves are terrified of uh, should be the scariest thing in this setting right now. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> it is our ability to piss off as many people as fucking possible in such a short span of time. Well, I disagree with both of you. It's the amorphous blobs that don't leave us alone. <laughs> Perfect. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Lots of scary things <laughs> happening. What do we have after us? We have the orcs. We have an entire yeah. magical cabal. We've managed to piss off all of them in such a short span of time. Yeah. Yeah, you have. Are we calling it pissing them off? Just you know, engaging dramatically. Shall I remind you of the, the journal? <laughs> what journal? <laughs> oh, sorry, journals. What journals? <laughs> which which one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And our last question from Twitter, from Reshoot Movie Podcast. That's at Reshoot Movie PO1 on Twitter. What's the biggest moment that you expected would go one way, but went a different way thanks to the players? And you know what? I'm going to flip this question then as well. I want to know the biggest moment that the two of you thought was going one way, but then went in a totally different op- opposite way, even either from your own actions or from my actions. The character race? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah. Ah, uh, the lineage. <laughs> that was surprising. I'm glad. I'm glad that was surprising. Uh, for me, it was definitely when you managed to kill Adhara in episode four. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or whatever that was. I still have not emotionally recovered from it. Uh, that moment changed the campaign irreparably in a good way. Um because it was not supposed to be necessarily a winnable combat. You both were, in my, in my estimation, I thought you would end up being captured and taken back to Saltspire. And there was going, it was going to be a whole different thing, right? You would be stuck with Nexus for however long amount of time, right? Like dealing with the fallout of that. And none of what happened after that might have happened, right? The, the campaign would be a totally different place. Um but that's not what happened. You fried her. Poor tense man. <laughs> a bitch. Um, Max it was damage wild. too. Like, what did you? Do you say the max damage was like more than her original start hit points? It was. I don't think it was quite more than. Her, but it was. It was like a lot. She had like thirty something hit points, and you hit her for like twenty something. With yeah, because you had hit her before yeah, I did one time out of six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but still. You raged that battle so I could rage the other battles. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, the idea was, like, in my head, the way that battle was going, the way it was playing out, was, like, she was going to take Char down. She wasn't going to kill him. You know, she was going to basically knock him unconscious. And there were literally two guards after Zem, who was, at that point, like, a level three, you know, wizard, sorcerer, hybrid, weak, squishy, whatever. They should have been able to subdue you. Um and uh, that's not what happened. My favorite thing in the world is being underestimated. Yeah, yeah. And they definitely did. They definitely, definitely did. Um, and it was wild. And it was really good. So. 
I think mine was the uh, when we left the garden originally. I thought it was actually going to be monks that were after us, not fucking wolves. Mm. And I also did not expect the wolves. So there's a twofer right there. And then when Horatio. we were hiding, <laughs> I'm still not going I to know. be over this. I will never be over this. I don't know why that hit me so damn hard for no reason whatsoever. I'm not a horse guy. <laughs> you don't have to lie. Um, I'm barely an animal person. <laughs> You, you weren't. You weren't a horse guy. Um, but then when we were hiding in her cabin, I genuinely thought we were fucked. I thought there was going to be a five-way battle and we were just going to barely be saved by the skin of our teeth. And that did not happen. Yeah. Oh, that, that reminds me of something so much. That, so um, before we even started the campaign, before most of the story had come together, we did a test session to see how the two characters would play together um, and to... Your ass had it to us. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it was so bad. But when I set it up, it was very much a, uh, they are in the woods, they find a cabin, they meet this hag person who, you know, is evil, blah, 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 blah. And so when they were, when you were on your way... And you met Kai, and you got to Kai's cabin and walked in. She was clearly like this hermit in the woods. I wanted you to remember that moment and flash back to it and be like, this cannot be good. But I I wanted to pivot and make her like <laughs> this good person, this influence that you all would enjoy. Yeah, I and, remember. But you you underestimated her love of the witchy bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I knew pulling Jen in was going to be easy. I wanted – I was playing on – Arthur's paranoia. <laughs> you succeeded. In, in those moments. Yeah. I have that for the best of situations. Yes. Let alone the worst. Yes. All you need to get me to love someone is to show me their cauldron. It's true. <laughs> and I'm in. Their cauldron. Like I slid under the bed to hide and there was just skeletons everywhere and I freaked out and you're just like, switch me. <laughs> yeah, I did. And we did. And I found feathers and like all kinds of bones. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I 100% thought we were going to have the garden coming after us. And that was going to be a whole one side of the war in general yeah. after everything that went down. This well, is going to be like a – I'm sorry. Wait a second. There's five stars. Just putting – there's going to be five sides of this fucking war that's coming. There might yeah. Be. There might be. Woof. Uh, and it's not to say that the there might not be people from the garden who won't come after you or aren't after you. But, you know. Oh, I'm saying at the time. They're busy. Yeah. At the they're time busy. is what I thought <laughs> I would be doing. Please leave a message. They're, uh, they're currently uh, busy. Hello, we're busy committing genocide. Please leave a message <laughs> after the beep. Uh, all right. Well, those are all the questions from Twitter. We are going to hop over now and do the second half of our Ask Us Anything. That is, again, going to be on our Patreon. We'll be releasing it the same day this goes live. Um, so if you're interested, again, that's patreon.com slash slaythestars. Thank you so much for hanging with us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Our theme music was created by the incredibly talented Isaac Viers. Our character art found on SlayTheStars.com was created by the wonderful Cam Gonzalez. Slay the Stars is made possible by the audio engineering wizardry of Arthur Polino, graphic artistry of Jen Kearney, and the production wisdom of me, Leah Hemrick. Thanks for listening, and as always, Persomnia ad Astra.